It's a watershed moment in American, even world history right now. Undoubtedly, we'll learn more about ourselves, our community, our nation, and we will overcome this. In this episode, we talk about family quarantine, free lunches, and what you should tell the kids about the coronavirus. Here we go. Are you ready? You are now listening to the Solano Fit Podcast. Featuring health and fitness to change your life and inspiration to live your best. Here's your host, Hans O. Johnson. 2020 has been a doozy. COVID-19 has affected our lives in, in all sorts of ways. And the hard thing about addressing this pandemic is that everyone is going through it differently. And although I've been paying a lot of attention to what's happening on the news, it doesn't do much at all to allay fears. The one thing that's more contagious than COVID-19 is fear and panic. We've heard we got to stay, uh, what, three to six feet away, that the CDC is suggesting that we no longer congregate for the next two months. Some cities have shut down restaurants or instituted curfews. You keep hearing about flatten the curve and slow the spread. And I've heard one of the governors describe the curve like a wave that we are trying to de-escalate so that it doesn't break on the healthcare system, which kind of seems inevitable. The good news is that there appears to be more testing coming. The bad news is that that testing will uncover or will reveal all that's happening, what's really happening. And what's really happening is that the contagion is spreading, most likely, in ways that we probably can't imagine at the moment. This virus just doesn't respond predictably, and so there's cause for concern. But of all the things that we can control, the one thing that we can control is how we respond. And quite honestly, that's why we started this podcast. It's all about empowering people and in most cases reminding listeners about what they can do, what you can do in regards to your behavior, your fitness, or even your health. And you might often hear that doctors talk about either best case scenarios or worst case scenarios. And in the absence of hard factual information about what that actually means for your future, it might be good for you to create your own. Like what happens if this has to go on for more than a month? What happens to your resources? How will you spend the time? Thinking ahead is always the best strategy, especially when it comes to focusing on what you can do. So for day one, two, or three of your family quarantine, however you're counting the days, one good idea is to do what I'm calling COVID check-ins. Now, full transparency, uh, if I can get just a little bit more personal here, uh, all of my kids are home, and I have seven, three to 19. And so while we're predominantly a homeschool family, we have been affected by the daycare closures and the elementary school closures and the college closures. And so having everyone in the same house uh, while I'm delighted that they're all here, my wife and I are going to have to do a little bit of intentional planning so that we minimize friction in cabin fever. So I went ahead and looked up some ideas on what we could do as a family. I created a family stay-at-home list, largely inspired by one of the viral posts that had been sent out earlier on social media. But um, they had like a 30-minute lunch period, which I thought was just savagery. So I added more time for that. And then I added more projects and things of that nature. I did share it. You can check on both Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Solano Fit. There is a post of uh, what I'm calling the stay at home schedule. Hashtag family quarantine edition. My wife already went back and sort of changed it up again and added more academic time. But nevertheless, having the COVID check-ins is a way for me to check in to see how the kids are doing emotionally and to see and ask them questions about what they know about the virus thus far and what their fears or concerns are. Uh, because I think, if anything, one of the biggest points um, that I picked up from doing just a little bit of research on speaking to kids regarding this disease is that we want to model and reassure them as much as possible. We want to model both the prevention activities, such as washing your hands and singing the songs, as well as sort of the demeanor and um, positivity that we want to keep. Because, of course, the stress of this and the uncertainty of this can really weigh heavily on a young mind. And so 
Helping to keep your child's mental health resilient is one of the focuses here. What I can say of the meetings thus far is that they've been valuable times. Kids do want to know what happens if they get sick, or if you or grandpa or grandma get sick. As a dad of seven, I know that kids worry and demonstrate that worry differently, and so responding to them in kind is appropriate. So this is Dr. Jamie Howard. She's the Director of Trauma and Resilience at the Child Mind Institute. Here is some advice for talking to your children about the coronavirus. Don't be afraid to discuss the coronavirus. Most children have already heard about the virus or they've seen people wearing masks, so they know something is up and you should not be afraid to talk to them about it. Not talking about the coronavirus can actually be worse because kids can worry more if they think that you're avoiding talking to them. So use this as an opportunity to talk to them about the facts and to have a conversation without all of the emotion that they might be seeing in the news and hearing in school from other kids. We recommend that parents are the ones who consume the news and give their kids information that is factual and not so emotional or exaggerated. So use this as the opportunity to be the one to give kids factual information about what's going on with the coronavirus. Be developmentally appropriate. Do your best to not share too much information with your kids all at once because this can be overwhelming. What you really want to do is answer them honestly and clearly and give them the information that you have. It's okay if you don't have the answers to all of their questions right now. You really want to take your cues from your child and answer what they're asking you. We recommend that you invite your children to ask you questions and to tell you the kinds of things that they've been hearing, and then you can tell them if that's true or not so true. We definitely don't want to ask them too many questions because that can encourage more frightening fantasies. The point of the conversation is really more for them to come to you with questions and things they've heard and for you to correct misinformation and give them the facts at hand right now. So just a couple things. One, try to minimize the amount of television and the news coverage that's on. You know, when that stuff is on, it can definitely heighten and change the mood in the household. Breaking news, everything's always breaking. They're reporting every single death of coronavirus all around the world, right? That constant diet of alarm isn't healthy for anyone. And so really measure the amount of news that's playing in the household. It's best for you to digest that news and then share what's appropriate with the family when you deem fit. With that being said, it's really important for you to manage your own anxiety. If you're having a hard time taking all of that information in 24-7, then definitely minimize it as well. Sticking to creating or getting into habits that reduce stress and reduce anxiety like sleep, meditation, um, journaling, any of those activities that you could do are all great ways of minimizing stress. So before you talk to your kids, make sure that you're not in a heightened emotional state so that you don't trigger them. Kids will pick up on everything. They're just brilliant little social computers, and they'll, they'll know if mom or dad is stressed. So do what you can to minimize that for your mental health and for theirs. The stay-at-home schedule is probably the best tip of all. Quite honestly, because what do they say? An idle mind is the devil's workshop. Yeah, the last thing you want is for you or your kids to be completely bored and completely frustrated with one another's presence because you're together for so long now. Um, I know that what I'm looking forward to doing is trying to create projects for the kids to do that are both fun and educational so that their minds stay active. There'll be plenty of time for video games and other things like that. But if you can get your kids to abide by a schedule from waking up to the evening, then they'll be in a better place to stay both physically active and mentally active as well. Now, most of my kids tend to be a little bit older, and so I was able to have more sort of adult conversations with them regarding the news about the virus. But if you have smaller kids, and I do have some smaller kids, I did collect two children's videos that I put into the show notes that you can choose to show your children as well. One of them gets a little bit more into where the disease came from, 
Uh, and so you can review both of those and then see if they're appropriate for your children. Um, but I do largely support the makers of these two different videos. I use them in my classes that I teach in the homeschool network. So they're pretty good, fun, animated versions of explaining some difficult concepts to kids, and especially the young ones. And if anything, I think this is really just about creating an environment where the kids feel safe to ask questions and they feel safe to express their concerns. If we focus on what we want to do and we focus on that as opposed to what we can't control, then it makes kids and adults too feel a lot more empowered, a lot more in control over their situation. And so of course, washing hands and doing all of those other hygienic things is really, really important. And modeling that behavior is really important. So as much as it's annoying for me to, to sing happy birthday and make up my own lyrics, you know, I'll continue to do that just so that the kids remember that it's important to me and hopefully it'll be important to them as well. And during the COVID check-ins, you know, I try to ask open-ended questions. I try to engage them in conversation. It's not so much about just giving them information. It's really more about sharing their concerns and, of course, creating a platform where they feel safe to talk about what's concerning them. However serious or not serious this becomes, I think this is great practice for practicing resilience, for practicing perspective shifts, especially in light of what is a lot of bad news. I often think of having a positive mindset like a muscle reflex, something that needs to be trained. When there's so much bad news out there, when there's so many things that you're either hearing or you're seeing or people are spreading, you know, having a good attitude and being positive about the situation can be difficult. And so this is sort of like exercise. And so the meetings that we have and the perspective shifts that we engage in are ways to exercise those positive muscles so that kids can be a lot more mentally and emotionally resilient. Oh, and last thing, if you're looking for some Solano resources, I put them all in one page in our show notes for this episode. So I have a link for the CDC website on there. I have a link for the Solano Public Health media page as well. Um, there's a phone number as well for Solano County. If you have any COVID-related questions, 707-784-8988, 784-8988. It's a warm line, which I imagine means that someone is on the other end, not a computer. Uh, also, schools. Schools are offering free lunches and free breakfasts. Most, if not all, of our schools are closed in Solano County, but many of them are offering breakfasts and lunch starting Monday, some Tuesday. I know Vacaville starts Monday. I think Fairfield Sassoon starts Tuesday, um, but I did leave a link for each school district. So in Benicia, Vallejo, Vacaville, Fairfield Sassoon, Dixon, and Rio Vista, there's information regarding what times they're offering the meals for children, if they're offering breakfast, lunch, or both. They're primarily pickup, and for each of the school districts, I'm pretty sure the children have to be present. But go ahead and check those links on the website as well. Also, there's a food bank link that might be helpful. At the time of this recording, they were not reducing any of their activities. And so um, if that can be a resource or something that you can share, please do so. In fact, feel free to share the entire page with others. This is really meant to be a resource, an easy resource for Solana residents to check as often as they need it if they get fatigued from the greater media outlets. So did I cover everything? Yeah, I think that's about it. So stay up, stay positive, stay active. You know, the point of this podcast is just to be a support and to be a help to those who might need it. And just the last point, social distancing doesn't have to mean social isolation. This might be actually a really good time to check in with parents, check in with long lost friends that you haven't checked in with in a long time. I've been preparing another podcast in relation to, you know, some of the things that are going to change uh, now and in the future that haven't quite been discussed. And so you can look forward to that in the next couple of days or so. But nevertheless, I hope this list, this resource page is a support and help to you. I hope that you share it on Facebook or whatever platform that you use most often. If you find this at all valuable, please do leave a, a review on iTunes. I'll leave a link in the show notes as well. Or you can leave a comment on the webpage at solanofit.com forward slash. <laughs> My wife is bothering me in the background. solanofit.com forward slash blog fit. 
Best wishes to all of you. Stay healthy. Stay active. We'll get through this together. And to our teachers, first responders, medical personnel and staff, thank you so much for all of the sacrifices you're making for our children and for our families. We do appreciate it, and I can't thank you enough. Be safe out there. Talk to you soon.